This morning, I want to continue on preaching from this series on Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs is one of my favorite books in the Bible. How many of you guys love the book of Proverbs? I love, love the book of Proverbs. In Proverbs, there are some of my favorite verses that I wanted to identify initially. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's one of my favorite. Another favorite of mine is Proverbs 19 and 21. Proverbs 19 21 says, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. This is the next favorite. Another favorite is none other than Proverbs 14 and 12. It says, there is a way that appears to be right. But, it is the, but in the end, it leads to death. Oh, my goodness. Such powerful verses. Watch this. And then Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, this one right here. I believe this is my superpower. I believe I'm connected to this one. Proverbs 4.23, it says, above all else, guard your heart from, for everything you do flows from it. And then we go over to this one. I, I mean, it's just so many favorites. It's called Proverbs, right? right? Proverbs 29, 18. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And, and then, then I had to go over to this one right here. My grandmother taught us this one. Proverbs 16 and 3. It says, commit thy ways. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. All in the book of Proverbs, for those teenagers that are in here today, learn a proverb a day. I'm telling you, it'll bless your life. This morning, I want to give attention, though, to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. This has become my favorite of all. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get wisdom an understanding. Oh my goodness. I feel the Holy Ghost. All right. Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and all you're getting, get an understanding. I've been alive now, been alive now for 46 years. I like being 46 because I didn't thought I'd make it to 46. I was, it was predicted that I wouldn't make it to 25. And so to be 46, whenever I get an opportunity, I refer to my age. I say, well, you know, I'm 46. <laughs> and, you know, talking to somebody who's double my age will be like, you, 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 you just started. You just started. But one of the things I've come to understand about this particular state, stage in my life is that you can live a long time without understanding. You can live a long time without understanding. The thing about understanding is understanding comes with grade levels. Understanding comes with grade levels, you know. When you understand grade one, your kindergarten brother or sister, you'll be like, that's not how it's done. When, when you're in the sixth grade and, and you have an understanding and you talk to your first grade brother or sister, how many of y'all know? You could talk with a different level of emphasis to what you're trying to say because you have an understanding. Understanding have levels. 
Understanding have levels. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. I love wisdom. I love knowledge. But it says in addition, it says in all you're getting, get an understanding. Okay? We have all probably heard you have forgotten where you came from. The problem with this saying isn't that you've forgotten where you came from. The position really is you're not there anymore because of understanding. Whenever you get an understanding, it moves you from where you are to where understanding has brought you. If you don't have an understanding, chances are you would find yourself going around the same mountain. And sometimes feeling like life's just not working out for you. And now you're frustrated. How many of you, raise your hands if you be honest, if you ever say, I just didn't know. Anybody? Anybody? Everybody been there where you, where you feel you can recall having sat down with somebody who was there to help. And you said, well, I, I don't understand. Anybody get me? I don't understand. So the Bible says here, in all you're getting, get an understanding. Oh, Lord, I wish, Brother Ned, I wish someone had told me this years ago. I mean, in every aspect of my life. Because you know it's possible to bring a child in your life without understanding. It's possible to get a job and not have understanding. It's possible to get married to somebody and don't have understanding. It's possible to increase in age and still don't have understanding. You could be very pure in heart to be engaged in what you're doing and still don't have understanding. Romans talk about having a zeal without knowledge. Having a zeal without knowledge. Today I want to dive into this because I believe it is super important. Knowledge and understanding, after all, are the buffet of life. Knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding. The Bible says in Hosea 4 and 6, it says, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. With, with, with seeing that in the book, you would... You would, you would Believe everybody would then have an extreme interest to ensure that you're not affiliated with God and being destroyed. The goal is to be connected to the Father and then become aware of what you need to become aware of so that you can have the knowledge to be able to prevent what you could prevent. There are some things I can prevent. There are some things you can prevent. There are some things we can prevent. The Bible says in Proverbs 7, 4 and 7, it says, it says, wisdom is supreme. This is another version. It says, get wisdom and whatever else, get an understanding. Look at somebody and say, get an understanding. Get an understanding, get an understanding. Now, here's the deal. In your prayer time, I believe the power of the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to help us to understand what we don't understand by simply saying, you don't understand. You're talking to your daughter and she's not connecting and you're wondering what's going on. It's that you don't understand that she's not where she used to be. You need to get an understanding to show that you are now able to grow with her because who she was, she, uh, she's no longer. And there's a shift going on all the time. I bought my car a few years ago 
a few, a f I bought a car a few years ago. And when I bought the car, I jumped in the car and, and I felt good about the car and I was driving the car and it was a year I was driving the car and I looked up and I thought, you know, it really would be cool if I were to use the sunroof. I had been driving this car for a year and hadn't used the sunroof, Kaylee. And, and I sat in the parking lot and I'm like, I'm gonna get this sunroof open. And I had this car for a year and had never opened the sunroof. And I'm looking up all of these buttons in the front there, and I pressed this button and it didn't do that. The lights went on in the back. I pressed this button and this will open and this button. So I just drove on and six months later, I didn't do anything with the sunroof. <laughs> then it was a beautiful day and I thought, wouldn't it be a nice day to have the sunroof open? And I went back to it and I thought, press this button to see. And then here's the deal. I pressed it, Gilbert, and the sunroof started to open, but wouldn't close. <laughs> so I was glad I had a garage because what I did was I pulled the car in the garage every day because I drove the car for about a week, not knowing how to get this thing to close. And so this was the most embarrassing moment. I went to the store and it started to rain. And it wasn't until I realized that, you know, you have to be stuck on slow a little bit because I got a plastic from the back trunk, was about to cover the top of the car, and I had this tape that I was going to tape on top of the car because I just didn't know. Now, here's the deal. I came to church, and somebody drove in who had a similar car to mine, and I said, hey, how do you open the sunroof and you close it? And they say, oh, you just press this button right here. <laughs> and they pressed the button and it immediately closed. But then I say, how do you no, it open? And I say, how do you put it, close it back? And they say, well, you press this one right here. Ah. Oh. And then the person went on to say, did you read the manual? Now, if I were to ask this congregation that are all God-fearing, and the Bible says to not lie, how many of you have read the manual for your phone that you can't leave at home? Some, I'll give somebody $10 right now who said they read the entire manual for your phone from front to back. Now, here's the deal. Your phone can do a hundred more things than what you're doing with it. But because you don't have an understanding, you're not capitalizing on all that this phone is capable of doing. You're using your phone to the bare minimum. Now, here's the interesting thing about understanding. When someone shows up who has an understanding, they look at you like you're slow. Now the beautiful thing about understanding is understanding also comes in all different ages. So for a person who only believes that someone older than them can teach them will miss out. Because if a person has understanding, a person can teach you. You have to then identify, I don't know, but they know. And if they know, 
they can teach me. Hello? So this whole thing about getting an understanding, the more you learn and are exposed to new ideas and different ways to live, the harder it is to, be, to become, the harder it is to become to stay in the same old place. When understanding emerge, you sort of move with understanding. When understanding, see, I use my sunroof often now. Because I've gained an understanding. Another thing was I bought a new car since, Gilbert. And this is the truth. I bought the car. I drove out of the lot. I liked the car. And as I was driving, Kaylee, I stopped at the light. And the car, I heard a noise. And so I went on and drove again. And I stopped at a light. And I said, this devil, this this is a lemon. Hello? I said, this is a lemon. I, I drove back to the Lord. I said, hey, something's wrong with this car, man. Every time I stop at the light, that ain't supposed to happen. I'm driving. And, and I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving. I press. I'm the car. I'm from the streets, y'all. I know a lemon when I see a lemon. There is an understanding in everything that if you understand it, you get all of the benefits from it. There are a lot of people who are living without an understanding and they're wondering why they're not getting the benefit that's supposed to come with understanding. Okay? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, I love this version. It says, the beginning of wisdom is... Get skillful and godly wisdom. It is paramount. And then it says, and with all your acquiring, get understanding. Actively seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension, and logistic interpretation. In other words, get yourself diving into this. You have a child. Get an understanding. You got a job, get an understanding. You know, you're living in the city, get an understanding. The more you understand, the more you can walk in confidence and benefit from your understanding. God has created all of us as individuals to grow. And anytime you find yourself stuck in a particular area, you got to ask yourself, why am I experiencing this when this is not what I believe God has created me or anyone to experience? You have to now ask yourself honest, honest, honest questions. Now, you can live a long time accepting our way and that way don't have to be right. It's just been the way you've accepted now, the question is, will you decide to ask yourself a question like, how is this working for me? How is this working for me? My goal in life is to get an understanding to a degree that God is able to be glorified in all that I do. Life really is our stage. Life is our stage. It is your stage. Most people are living their lives outside in. The goal is to live your life from inside out. 
you are, you're responsible for constructing your life so that your life can glorify God. The Bible says, be a light on a hilltop that cannot be hid. What, what are you not hiding? You're not hiding the fact that you got an understanding. And your, your, the understanding that you acquire will reward you. The more you get an understanding, it will reward you. Pastor, I just don't know what to do. Then the goal then is you're going to have to make a commitment to become very intentional about pursuing what you need to know. Most people are reactive. Okay, most people are reactive. Most people are not proactive. Most people are not sitting down and asking themselves, okay, I'm going to be in this world for a while. If I was to be here for a while, you know, the Bible says this in Proverbs. It says, where there is no vision, Proverbs 29 and 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. What that means is where there is no, one version said, where there is no where there is no vision, the people perish. And another version says, where there is no insight, okay, the people throw off restraint. In other words, your inability to see a future hinders you from having one. Now, here's the thing about vision. Vision, once you understand the role of vision, you, you remember that? Once you understand the role of vision, everything aligns itself up with it. The books you read, is attached to where you're trying to go. What time you get up in the morning is attached to where you're trying to go. Who you start to affiliate yourself with is attached. The car you drive, the house you buy. Come on. The person you decide to commit to do life with is all attached to you having an understanding. So it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. It's a scripture like this I'm really interested in learning more about because it says perish. How many want to perish? Nobody wants to perish. So if I don't want to perish, then I want to have what? Vision to help me structure my life in a way so I can live as preventable life as possible. So I want to live in a way where I can see a future, work towards the future, and prevent as many difficulties along the way. Okay, so the goal then is to look at your life and say, okay, if I'm going to be alive for another 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, where am I going with my life? Do I have an understanding as to why I've been given a day? Why have I been given a week? Why have I been given a month? Why have I been given life? One of the things I teach is days are expensive. A day wasted is a day you'll never have again. So the question is, when given a day, when given a week, when given an opportunity, are you tapping into the understanding level that takes you to the next level? There are five areas that I believe is very important for you to look at and say, do I have an understanding? Some people say, I don't like my life. The question is, do you understand your life? You say, well, this is just who I am. Could that simply be who you've accepted yourself to be? Have you, have you really took the time to go a little bit further than what they told you when you was growing up? Do, do, do you really? Do you really? So I looked at this and I, I started building myself around these five premises that I put in, in my little book. And it's talk about faith, family, finance, fitness, and fun. And I said, do I have an understanding in these areas? And Pastor Kelly, everything changed. When I started to say, okay, if understanding is grade levels, you know, you, how many of y'all know this is true? You, could do, you can crush it in elementary school and fail middle school. You can crush it 
in elementary school, middle school, and flunk high school. Just literally go for the dive. Now, the plus about capturing the benefits of elementary school and middle school is that it gives you some foundational stuff that even if you messed up in high school, you can bypass some limiting dynamics that really got, not, you didn't get the benefit of in high school. I'm gonna share the story and I'm done. When I was growing up in the Bahamas, my mother had these kids and she didn't know what to do. She didn't have an understanding. So now she was raising kids and she was trying to make sure she took care of us. And so she took two jobs and um, we lived so far, not so far from the school. So we would walk to the school and, and Gilbert, I was walking to school when I was five and my sister was four, okay? Walking to the school. Okay, and so I hold my sister hand crossing the street, and the little neighborhood where we was, you know, the, the second and third graders and fourth grader boys, they were bullies back then. And, and, and I had to defend for my sister. So in first grade, I would go to school. My mother never looked in my book, first grade, second grade. It was all on me. Well, I was in a class that was overcrowded. In that class, I was overcrowded, and I was the kid who didn't have any attention being given to me about what I'm supposed to be learning in school to have that reinforcement that helped me to get the school classroom experience connected to the home experience that actually helps me to excel in the classroom. So I hated school in first grade, hated school in the second grade. and third grade, I became friends with like three other guys who hated school as well. Okay? So after I put my sister through the gate and she walks through, me and my two friends, and then we pick up another buddy, we'll be like, we're out. And we would sit at the docks. This is third grade. And when the cruise ship came in, I know some of y'all was back there. This was, this was 82. If you flipped a quarter in the, in the ocean around the cruise ship in the Bahamas, and you see them little kids jumping for them quarters, you'd be like, oh, let's flip some quarters for those poor kids. We weren't necessarily poor, but we looked like it for sure. And my friends and I, we had so much fun diving up quarters. Because right off the cruise ship, people would throw the coins out and we would dive them down and go for those. And to this day, I can still go under and, and find stuff at the bottom, right? And so third grade, that was that way. Fourth grade, it was that way. I'm talking about when it was time to pick up report cards, your parents are supposed to come pick up your report card. I would ask anybody who's walking past our school, excuse me, sir, could you pick up me and my sister report card? <laughs> What's your name? Uh, they'll tell us the name and I walk inside and it's my uncle, okay? And... I was about to go into the fifth grade, and I was downtown selling beads. One lady at the straw markets, I said, miss, I can sell your beads. And she said, like, okay, I'll pay you $10 if you sell all of these beads. It's like 200 bucks, but she'll give me $10, okay? I'm like, okay, I'll sell all of these beads for a dollar. So dollar beads, dollar beads, dollar beads. And I was downtown selling the beads. I'm like in the fourth grade. And man, all I felt is the wind coming in the back of my head. It was my auntie, one of my aunts. She caught me missing out on school. Dropped them beads on the ground, grabbed me, threw me in the back seat of the car, took me to my mother. My mother sent me to my, my grandmother, lived on the island for a while, went to the island. It's an all-age school. How many of y'all know about that term? All-age school where there's about 20 kids on first grade to senior, all in the same room, one teacher. And so it's, and so, I went to an all-age school right out of fifth grade. I went to this all-age school, and my grandmother didn't know what to do with us. 
So I was the problematic kid. I started having problems with her. And so two years later, they sent me back to the city because I was too problematic there. Long story short, I went back to the city. Let me tell you a confusion. This is honest truth, facts, okay? Miss Amarellis, this is so crazy because the all-age school, when you're in the ninth grade, you're supposed to take the national exam. Well, when I was at this all-age school, my grandmother signed all of us up for the national exam. So two years in, they took me out of the school and sent me back to the city. So I got back to the city and I got to the school office. I'm like, okay, they said, what grade were you in? I don't know. They said, you have to know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay? My mama said, this boy, what you went to school? And they're like, miss, you got to put him in school. I'm going to just let him stay home. No, he got to go to school. And they're like, I said, well, you know what? I, I looked on the board and it's like, I was about to do BJCs. They said, if you were about to do BJCs, you're supposed to be in the ninth grade. I said, well. They said, well, you're too young to be in the ninth grade. I just told you, the paper said I was going to do BJCs. And so the lady, she said, well, because of his age, let's just go ahead and put him inside of the eighth grade. National BJCs is ninth grade. They put me in the eighth grade. I'm in eighth grade. I'm walking home from school, and I saw some kids. And they're in the sixth grade at the school I used to go to. And they said, how did you get over to that school? Fabian fair, man. <laughs> I had no clue. I ended up in eighth grade. I'm supposed to be in the sixth grade. <laughs> they kept me in the eighth grade, and then the school brought my mother in and said, he got to go back. And at this point, I'm like, man, repeaters are for dummies. I ain't repeating. And so that was my, I'm like, I'm not repeating. And my mom's like, you ain't learning nothing anyhow. Don't worry about it. Let's just keep him going. So here's the deal. Elementary school, I missed the basics because I ducked school the entire time. Then I never did sixth grade, never did seventh grade, went straight to eighth grade, was always the youngest in my class the entire time. Joined a gang in the ninth grade, and for me, senior year, the entire 10, 11, 12th grade was my best years in school ever. I was the coolest dude on the campus. I never took a book to school one day. I didn't sit in class, didn't do the exams, and here's the deal. 30 years later, I'm looking back at my high school experience and I thought, I liked school. But it wasn't for learning. Because my understanding of school was not for learning. My understanding for school was to be cool. And I was cool. Now here's the problem, when you graduate and it's time to get a job, they ask you, what did you learn in school? And I started to have difficulties. And then I had to now go back to school in my classes and do math and English and, and had to go ahead and now I gotta go get my GED and now I wanna go to college. And now I'm having to pay my way to gather the information that I was supposed to get for free. There was a whole messed up system, so now at 46, some of the very basics, I still don't know. Why? Because my elementary years 
was jacked up. But what I do know is, the Bible says, in all you're getting, get an understanding. So what I made a commitment to do at a particular stage in my life is to become a lifelong learner. So now, 30 years later, they were doing something at my high school, and, and I, I, I participated a lot. I was on the school board and all kinds of cool stuff. And, and they said, how did you leave school like this only to be 30 years later like this? I got an understanding. I got an understanding that it wasn't where I, where I ended there that really mattered. It was about my life commitment to now discovering what it is that I needed to know moving forward. So making myself a lifelong learner has helped me so much. So here's what I've come to understand. Confidence is acquired in understanding. Success is more frequent in understanding. The devil is defeated more in understanding. Life at its best is acquired through understanding. Now here's the deal. The goal of life is to maximize your potential to the fullest so God can be glorified. But the less you understand, the less victories you will have. You got to tell yourself, hold on, I was not born to be living from crisis to crisis. I was not created to find myself having to act out life in a defeated way when God created me to have victory in every area of my life. Determination to be wise is the first step towards becoming wise. And with your wisdom, develop common sense and good judgment. Get an understanding. It is critically important that we pursue understanding because deliverance cannot be kept. Ladies and gentlemen, deliverance cannot be kept. It can only be sustained through understanding. Success cannot be forced. It cannot be forced. It can only be sustained through understanding. Great family relationship cannot be forced. It can only be sustained by understanding. Your relationship with God cannot be forced. Can only be sustained through understanding. There is a level of breakthrough that comes in your life that is given to you, but understanding can help you to sustain what comes to you. The goal is to be able to identify how can I have sustaining power, not just temporary power to provide for today. I want to be able to provide for the long haul. I want to be able to win for the long haul. Nothing missing, lacking, or broken. The Bible says whatever you put your hands to will prosper. You got to get to the point where you say, okay, where is it that I don't understand that I need to understand so I can have the victory? The goal is to have the victory. I don't want to live as a fool. I don't want to live with the potential to be great, but never tap into greatness because I never got an understanding. You know, I got suspended three times from school, and the three times I got suspended, Pastor Kelly, was because someone called me big-headed. Ah, oh, you was a big-head boy, right? Right? But... When I got an understanding that my head is nicely sized. <laughs> an appreciation for who I was or I am went to the next level. It's learning to embrace you to the fullest. Hey, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
hey, hey, when I got an understanding that you can't hurt my feelings, I'm in charge of my feelings. Hello? When I, when I got an, when, when, when I came to the understanding that I don't know everything. So I would walk in a room and I said, excuse me, could you assist me with that? Because I have no clue. I don't have to apologize because you don't know something as well. This is where you're in the seventh grade and I'm in the first grade. Hello. In every room you walk in, you will not always be in charge. Someone is going to know what you don't know. Someone is going to be a senior to you in a subject matter that you have deficiency in. When you have that level of understanding, you don't have to be arrogant or cocky. You could just simply be submitted to whoever's in charge. Because today you are in charge. Tomorrow you may walk in a room and I'm in charge. At the end of the day, we need to get an understanding that when all of us tap into the reality that God wants us to get an understanding so we can advance at the level that here. The truth is, if you're living from external position, you're blaming somebody. If you're living from the external position. But when you tap in on the inside of yourself and you understand greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When you understand that when you give your life to Christ and he says repent, repent means to change your mind. Change your way. The way you've been thinking. The whole idea of I don't know and I don't understand don't have to be your reality forever. I may not know today. I may not understand today. But I'm a lifelong learner. Can I get somebody to declare that with me. I'm a lifelong learner. And every day, write this down, every day is an opportunity to begin again. Amen. Every day is an opportunity to begin again. As I close this out, I went through a divorce. I went through a divorce, lost my marriage, 18 years. Didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming. And when I look back over my life, I said, Jesus Christ, the amount of things that I didn't have an understanding in. And every day now, I'm like, I'm trying to learn what I didn't know before. Because I am committed to not making the same life mistakes. I said, listen, I've been 46 years old now, looking back at my life, and I said, how are you doing with your walk with God? Or is your walk with God predicated on someone else's behavior? How are you doing when it comes to health and fitness? Are, are you taking care of you like you want to live? How, how are you doing with your social connection? Or are you leaning on the fact that this one don't like you and this one ain't? Are you good at being you because you took the time to study you? Every new day is an opportunity to begin again. The question is, what are you struggling with? Let's stand to our feet. What are you struggling with that you don't have an understanding with, but you're dismissing it because, Pastor, I just don't know. Well, here's the deal. The beautiful thing about the time we're living in is the information age. Oh, my goodness. And when the Bible says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge, you need not live without knowing. The challenge, though, Brother Gilbert, is... It's one thing not to know. I lived a long time not knowing. There's so much I know now, but I didn't know. And there's still a lot of things I need to know. But you know what I found to be the greatest challenge? It is coming from not knowing to knowing. And then it's disciplining yourself to do what you know. Right. Woo! 
See, see, it takes a whole lot of oh, humbling yourself to realize you walk in the room and say, I don't know. I don't know. And let me tell you something. You ought never feel bad for having not known. Nobody knows everything. When I walk in the plane in, a, in, in an aircraft, I, you put me, you think that three buttons on top of my car was something? Look inside the, the front of an aircraft. You see all them buttons? Well, those guys have an understanding. And they know how every one of those buttons works. Well, here's the deal. In your life has buttons. And a part of our job is to study ourselves enough to know what is what. I was in the Bahamas a couple of weeks ago and, and a guy had a little temper moment and he had an attitude. And a cousin of mine said, well, cuz you let that guy just say that. See, I said, I know my buttons now. Hello, I have an understanding. He said, oh, I wouldn't let him say that to me. Oh, it's not what he says, it's what I say to me. Hey, come on, it's what I say to me that matters. It's not what he says to me that matters. I got an understanding. It's, it's the greatest place to be. It's when you know everybody else is shopping and you got an understanding that you're going somewhere and you could say to your cousin, I ain't spending this week. They say, well, why are you ain't spending this week? All of us are spending. Yeah, come on, Trinity, you go to school and they say, well, why are you ain't coming out to the party? You say, well, no, I'm going to stay in this weekend. They say, well, why are you? Oh, my goodness. See, see, you got an understanding. There's something you're going after that, listen, man, I'm not here to follow the crowd. I'm here to follow me in that of the purpose that's in me. And I got to put myself under subjection of what I became aware of. Close your eyes, bow your heads. I believe that the scripture says, in all you're getting, get an understanding. I think that this is the greatest hour in the body of Christ for us to figure out what is it that I need to know that I haven't known up to this point that will give me greater victory in the world that I'm living in. Getting an understanding causes you to push past well, pastor, I don't know. Or move beyond, there's nothing he said, I don't know. But the challenge is applying, living this thing out. Woo. I don't want you to come to the front. I want you to stay right where you are. But if you're believing God for this next season of your life to give you a greater level of understanding, raise your hands right where you are. Right where you are. I'm going to pray for you right where you are. Because I believe all of us should be in pursuit of an understanding. Mm. You show up to church, you get more out of church when you have an understanding. Uh, you get more out of your marriage when you have an understanding. You get more out of your job. You get more out of your money. You get more out of your day. You get more out of your life when you get an understanding. For every person who finds himself going from crisis to crisis, bad days from bad days in bad days, you got to tell the devil he's a liar. Ah, oh, come on. God did not create me to be going from crisis to crisis. I'm going to pursue an understanding. What is it that I need to know that I don't know? That I need an understanding. Father, the hands are stretched high right now. I ask that you will touch each person, Father, from the top of their heads to the sole of their feet. Give us all an understanding, a passion for understanding, a passion to be lifelong learners. Help us to live from inside out. Devil, we cancel the plans of the enemy over your people and we declare that strongholds are broken right now. Negative thinking are broken right now. We're living in a new day where 
that we're going to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit to live victorious in all that we do. Father, allow us to understand that you are with us and with you being with us, we can overcome any and everything that would ever try to come our way. I bless those under the sound of my voice. I bless those who are watching us online. Father, give us all an understanding so we can go from glory to glory so that we can live in a way where people can see the light in us and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Help us, Father, to do it for our children's sake. Help us to do it for our grandchildren's sake. Father, help us when we're tired. Help us when we're weary. Help us when we don't know what to do because we've gone through so much. Help us not to give up, but help us to keep pressing forward. Help us to get an understanding. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.